You are listening to episode 87 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I am so pumped about giving you some tips and strategies for how to live more simply and get rid of the clutter in your home. I'm going to share with you my own decluttering journey and what I've struggled with, what I am currently struggling with, and how I'm helping get my family on board with this as well. So if you are ready, let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, and the trail of messes strewn across the floor. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to step into the role as CEO in your motherhood and your business. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, take some serious action, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth, then you're in the right place. Hey there, Mama. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. I love this part of my week when I get to record episodes for you, and today's episode is especially exciting for me because this is a topic I'm pretty sure I have never spoken on on this podcast, and it's something that I am really, I've been interested in this over the past couple of years, but I really just feel like it's finally coming together. Like I'm really understanding the principles and I'm excited to share with you some steps that I think will inspire you to hop on this journey if you're not on it already. And maybe it will inspire you to keep going if you're already on this journey. But I have just been so interested in learning more about minimalism and simplifying and decluttering. So I'm so excited to have you here with me today. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Ashley Freehan. I am the founder of The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform for mom photographers. So As you know, if you are a returning listener, I love to talk about all things motherhood and business. But if you're new tuning in, you might not know that. And so I truly believe in educating mom photographers as a whole and not just giving business advice. Because while business advice is super helpful, if everything is crumbling at home and you don't know how to take care of yourself and you're struggling to enjoy motherhood and your children and your spouse, then really there's no point in being a successful business owner if everything else at home is crumbling. So I truly believe in educating and supporting you in both areas. So the motherhood and self-care aspect and the business portion as well. 
So with that being said, I also wanted to let you know, if you're a new listener, that in addition to this weekly podcast that I produce, I also have a group coaching program for mom photographers, and it is a six-month program that walks mamas through exactly how to turn their side hustle photography business into a sustainable and profitable business. I have so much fun over there mentoring these mom photographers and teaching them what it looks like to step into that role as CEO and really start to take ownership of their business and their future. So if you're interested in learning more details, you can head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. Also, I host monthly hangouts that are totally free for you to come and join, and this is a great place for you to plug in and connect with like-minded photographers, get to know me a little bit more personally, and I typically choose one topic that we're going to focus on for that conversation, and I will give a brief training about it, and then we have a guided discussion, and as I mentioned, it's just such a great way to connect connect with like-minded mamas who get what you're going through, and it's just such a fun time. So if you're interested in hearing about our next hangout, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash hangout, and we can't wait to see you there. So there are two new things that I want to start doing with every podcast episode, and that is doing a let's get personal section and then also a question of the episode. So Let's start with the getting personal section. I think it is so fun to create this personal connection between us. So I wanted to just share with you guys something that I have recently found that I love, and it is the library app on my phone where I can check out audiobooks. If you have not done this before or you didn't even know it was available, I want you to look into this for your library. Our library has an app called Hoopla, and you just put your library card information in there, and they will let you check out audiobooks and CDs, and this is great for kids as well, so you can check out as many as you want, as far as I know, and it allows you to have it for three weeks, I believe, and you can download it straight to your phone. Now, I don't know about you, but I absolutely love to read, however... I don't make the time to do it, but I'm able to listen to audiobooks so much more quickly. So I just finished listening to the audiobook called Profit First, and I highly recommend it. It's such an incredible business book, and I typically, that would have taken me maybe like three to four months to read it, and it took me two weeks to listen to it. So I highly recommend getting into audiobooks and checking out your local library and seeing if you can get them for free. Next, I'm going to be starting a book called Siblings Without Rivalry, which I have heard is amazing. And so that's what I'll be listening to next. Okay, let's get to the question of the episode. Now, today's episode, of course, is all about clearing out the clutter and simplifying your home. So I want to know, What are the biggest problem areas in your house? And I want you to send me a DM over on Instagram, and my handle there is at the Purpose Gathering. 
And again, I tell you guys this almost every episode. I love connecting with you. It feels weird every week to be talking to myself into a microphone. And so I want to know who is on the other end of the mic. So if you're listening to me right now, go ahead and pause this episode. Find me on Instagram. If you're not following me, be sure to follow and send me a DM and say, hey, I'm listening to episode 87. You asked me what my problem areas are. This is what they are. I want to know. Okay, so let's dive in to today's topic. And I just want to go through just some quick steps, five steps that I think are so important for you to clear the clutter and simplify your home. And then I want to dive a little bit deeper into what my decluttering process looks like and help you get started as well. Step number one is to commit to the process. Just decide that you're going to do this. Decide that this is something that is so valuable and important to you. You know it's going to have exponential benefits on you, your mental clarity, your family, just the time that you spend cleaning and all the things. Just commit to doing this process. And then you're going to want to enlist an accountability partner. So ask a friend to be a part of this process with you. Say, hey, this is so important to me. I really want to do this. This has been on my list of things to do. And I finally decided I'm not going to wait around anymore. And I'm just going to commit. Would you come alongside me and do this with me? And then we can keep each other accountable. And then I want you to schedule in a time Every single day or week or however you're going to structure this, schedule when you are going to implement this decluttering process. And it's important that you set an alarm for it. It is so much easier to create a habit if you are doing it at the same time every single day. So maybe it's during nap time while your kiddos are sleeping, or maybe it's at night after the kids go to bed. Whatever the time is, set an alarm and make it a part of your day. Make it a priority. Step number two is to just start. Don't overthink it. Now, if you're like me, You probably want to overthink it. You probably want to have some elaborate plan with a beautiful checklist, and that's just who I am. However, if you wait for the perfect time to start, you'll never start. So I'm just going to tell you, just do it. Just start. Now, there are so many different methods of decluttering that you have probably heard, maybe you've tried. And I'm just going to share a couple of them with you and let you know which one I feel like works the best for me. So a lot of people will tell you to just start small, like start with one drawer, start with one cabinet and go from there. And I truly do believe that is a great place to start. When you are just getting into this decluttering process, it can feel overwhelming. And so starting small can feel really good. And maybe dedicating, you know, just a small amount of time um, each day to get that done. I, however, prefer to start with the biggest problem area. And I know that there are some people listening right now that are going to be like, what? That is like so opposite of what every, you know, person will tell you. 
Well, I'm not every person. (laughs) I always tend to go against the grain. I always tend to do the hard things and and go the hard way. But here's why. Because I know that I'm going to see the biggest impact with the biggest problem area. And so I want to start with something that is going to make a difference, right? So if organizing the junk drawer is going to make me feel good and maybe like get that momentum going, then sure, I'll start with the junk drawer. But I know that the Tupperware cabinet, the one where, you know, all the lids are falling out or you can't even find the right lid that matches the right container. Like if I know that is going to make me feel better faster, then I'm going to skip the junk drawer. So while I do think starting small is good, I think starting with your problem area is better. And then you can start small within that problem area. And I'll get to that in just in just a few minutes. Step number three is to assess where you currently are. So I want you to go through your house. I want you to get a piece of paper and I want you to start to write down what are the biggest problem areas. I want you to write those down and then I want you to prioritize them and say like, these are the areas that are really bugging me. These are the areas where I really need to see some change or I'm going to go crazy. Those are the places where I think that you should start. Now that you have all these problem areas and you sort of have an idea of like, okay, I really want to organize these different things, then you can start to break those areas into zones. And maybe you were already thinking that. So maybe you're already knowing, okay, in my bedroom, pretty much everything is decluttered. Everything is pretty organized except for that one corner or that one bookshelf or everything that I've shoved under the bed that I just, I don't know where to store that. So I really want you to kind of be aware of all of these different areas. Now, when you are thinking about going into your decluttering time, right, you've already set your timer for it, you know when you've set aside that specific decluttering time, then you'll know where to start, which problem area you want to tackle first, and then you can take one of those zones at a time and work on it. So I don't necessarily recommend going into a room and ripping the entire room apart and starting to purge and declutter all at once. I think it's so much better to go um, by zone. So this is especially important if you're looking at a really big project like a garage or a spare bedroom or something like that. Pick a zone that you're going to work on and set a timer and see how far you can get in that amount of time. I personally am the type of person who likes to work until I get something done. So setting a timer is great for me, like a progress check or a go take a break and get a snack check or don't forget about your kids and your spouse check because that's sometimes what happens where I just get like super hyper focused on a decluttering project and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been in here for three hours. So you definitely want to make sure you have a accountability with that timer to just remind you like, okay, do a progress assessment. How much time am I spending? How much progress am I making? Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? How is that working for me? I currently right now am in the process of completely decluttering my entire house. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later, but it is a huge process. And I have learned to just take it step by step, zone by zone, and it just makes it so much easier. 
So now that you have the master list of all the spaces in your house in those specific zones that are like more need more attention, you've set aside the time. Now you can start to sort of break this down and say, okay, I decided that I'm going to be spending, you know, X amount of time per day. These are the areas that I want to start with, and then you start to plug those in. So on Monday, I'm really going to focus on, you know, the kitchen cabinets. On Tuesday, I'm really going to focus on that junk drawer that's driving me crazy in my bathroom because I can't get to my makeup or whatever it is. So you're going to actually go through and start to prioritize those zones that you want to work through and then actually tell yourself when you're going to do that. What day of the week are you going to do that? I also want you to assess, are there any areas of your home that are working well? Because this can often give you some encouragement. This can often help you understand the progress that you've already made and celebrate that. And then maybe you can take some of those tips and say, okay, this is working really well. Why is it working well? And you can say, okay, well, it's clean. Okay, so that's a goal for that next area is making sure that area stays clean. And maybe it's really pretty, like you've designed it well so that you know, okay, in this next zone, I want to make sure that it's pretty, it's functional, it's designed well. And that helps give you that encouragement, as I mentioned, to just keep going and and give you that celebration of, I am on the right track, like I can do this. Hey mama, I wanted to take a quick minute to invite you to join us for a free masterclass called Productivity with Purpose. In this masterclass, I will be teaching you how to purposefully time block your schedule to achieve peace and productivity. You can expect to learn how to create a master task list and establish time blocks, how to assign the tasks and protect those time blocks, and how do you actually stick to the schedule you create? And then finally, we're going to be talking about how to eliminate distractions to get more done in less time. I don't want your calendar to control you anymore. So if you are ready to grab your free seat, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash productivity. And I can't wait to see you there. Okay, step four is to remember that progress is the goal, not perfection. So we're not looking for a perfect house. There are actual people who live in our house and they make messes, right? Just like we do. And of course, they probably make more messes than we do. But it's really important that you remember that progress is so important. Just keep moving forward. Setting that small daily goal of working on decluttering for however long you can. I like to say 20 minutes a day and just, I mean, you can make a lot of progress in 20 minutes a day. Maybe it's only 10 minutes a day. Whatever you can carve out, just keep making progress. Okay, and then step number five is to enlist the help of your family. It is not your responsibility to declutter everything in your home. And it's actually best if you can teach your children these decluttering skills and have them do this routinely as well. Um, I know that it can sometimes be hard um, encouraging our children to get rid of things, but once they see us doing it and they realize that they are 
helping maybe someone else that's in need, or they could sell some of their things so that they can, you know, save up for a trip that they want to go on, or, you know, trying to teach our children the value of giving and the value of having and living with less. I think that is really the key and something that I want to drive home for my kiddos is understanding that things do not bring happiness. Typically, when we have too many things, it brings a lot of chaos, it brings a lot of stress, and it can be really overwhelming. And I know that I get really frustrated when I hear my kids say they're bored, because I know they have so many things to play with. But I think when they say they're bored, they're really just overwhelmed with all the choices. And so if you can even start to create zones in your house of different areas of toys, like in our house downstairs, we have like the craft zone. We have upstairs is like the play zone. So we have the toys up there like magnets and Legos and things like that. So they're separate and so that they know that there are a couple of different areas in our home that they can go to play and then their rooms have different toys as well. Now, this is something that I will attest to that I am personally struggling with because my daughter has a lot of stuff in her room and it's overwhelming. And I've gone through it with her multiple times to declutter and she just has a really hard time letting go. However, like as she gets older and she's more, you know, she becomes more mature, she will choose to to get rid of more. And I have seen that change in her, but it is a process and it is something that I still have to help her with um, all the time. So we actually just talked about it the other day and I said, hey, we're going to implement this new thing where we all spend 10 minutes of decluttering our rooms and our space every single day. And we're just going to see how that goes and where that takes them. And even if they're just decluttering trash, I mean, that's better than nothing, right? So I'm just going to get them in that habit of decluttering and seeing how we can free up more space in our room to feel more creative. If you have a spouse that's not on board with your minimalism or your decluttering habits, that's okay. They will come around once they see how much lighter your life is and how much, you know, more enjoyable things are because you're not so stressed and that will rub off on them. So don't feel like you have to convert them. You can definitely have conversations with them and let them know, you know, hey, this is really making me feel stressed. This is making me really feel frustrated and be open about the conversation, but just know that if they see you and they see the benefit and you're not super pushy about it, chances are they will come around. All right, so let's jump into my decluttering process and what I like to kind of do when I am envisioning decluttering a space. So first, I think about function. I decide how I want the room or the space to function, and I think through what activities will take place in that room or in that space. So the couple of areas that I have been working on, one of which I mentioned was our spare bedroom that has sort of just been a storage room for the past four years since we've lived here. And I don't like that at all, right? Like the door stays locked, nobody even uses it. And so right now I'm in the process of decluttering all of that stuff that has been stored for four years. And I can't even tell you 
how much of the stuff in there I'm like, oh, I don't want to part with it because it was decor from our old house. And, you know, I keep thinking, well, I'll spray paint these picture frames and I'll use them in our new house, but it's been four years, right? Or I have this bookshelf full of books that have been collecting dust for four years and I haven't even touched them, but I'm like, oh, I need all of these books, right? And so it's, so crazy to me how I can feel so attached to something that I haven't needed in four years. And so I went into the room and I decided, okay, what is the function that I want this room to have? And there's multiple functions. I want it to be a recording studio for my podcast recording, but also video recording because I do a lot of that as well. And then I also want it to be a workout room. I want a little area where I can set up a TV and my weights and all of my, you know, exercise equipment and use that. But then my daughter and I are really into crafting and we have sewing machines and it's a, you know, it's just such a fun area for us to get together and craft together. So I want to create three different functions inside of this room. Well, there was a ton of furniture in there that we didn't need. So I started going through and really thinking about the layout of how I want the room to function. And I started thinking about organization, like what types of storage am I going to need to function for all of these three different things? And I started to go through the first wave I went through with a trash bag and I just cleared out all the trash. And then I really got super specific on like what I wanted to donate. And so I have a donate pile. And then I also have a giveaway or sell pile, and then a keep pile and a pile that goes into another room. So the donation pile is stuff that I'm like, yeah, I will never use this again. I don't need this. And I don't really care who it goes to. So that I can donate. But there are some things that have a little bit more value that maybe I feel like I want to sell. However, this has really hung me up (laughs) lately. I see all these things that I want to sell, but I'm just like, oh, I don't want to deal with the whole process of selling it. And so it just sits there, even though I still intend to sell it. But this would be a great example of something that you might want to give away. So instead of donating it to, let's say, you know, Goodwill or the House of Refuge or something like that, you're going to give it away to somebody that you either know or, you know, a family that you can help that's maybe at your church, or maybe you can post it for free on Facebook Marketplace or in a Facebook group where you're like, you know what, I really want to bless someone. I want this to go to someone who really needs it, you could post it in a Facebook group and say, hey, I have all these amazing, you know, clothes that I don't just want to donate and I would really like to see them go to someone who could use them. So that would make me feel better giving away something that was of value and not just donating it. So I have really been ruthless lately about giving stuff away and even stuff that was like brand new that still had tags on it. And I just felt like, oh, gosh, I feel like I should sell that. But I'm like, you know what? I'm probably only going to get 10 or $20 for it. And I would rather give it away to someone who could actually really use it instead of me having to go back and forth on Facebook Marketplace and sell it. So that's just a tip for you guys when it comes to donating stuff is to just let it go. Bless and release and know that even if you spent money on it, it was a decision that was made in the past. 
The money has been spent. The money is gone. The money has already been wasted. So holding on to it isn't helping you. It's just making you feel more overwhelmed. Then after I have sort of done my piles with the donate giveaway slash sell, keep, and then it goes to another room, I really start to focus on the design. And that I think is the funnest part for me when I am purging, decluttering, and just letting things go is the design. And just knowing that like each space in my house is designed, it's beautiful, it has a function, it has a purpose, and it's something that I am proud of. And that is my absolute favorite part. So I hope that you have found this to be helpful. I hope that while you are thinking about your own home and you're thinking about decluttering, that you could use this process, that you can use these tips and this and the steps that I taught you to really just focus in on the benefit that you're going to have at the end of this. And this is something that I don't feel like ever goes away. Decluttering is something that is a process that we have to continually think about and that we have to continually work towards. But I think it is so worth it. I can't tell you how much more free I feel knowing that we don't have so much stuff to clean up anymore. Because obviously when there's less stuff, there's less stuff to clean. And so I want to give you that freedom and that amazing feeling of accomplishment at the completion of every day when you're like, gosh, my house isn't perfect, but I'm making progress. And that's all that matters. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram and tag me at the purpose gathering so that more mamas just like you can find this freedom in living in a more simpler decluttered home. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.